We have we have a um, disturbing in a good way for for a Apocalypse poster. Now. <laughs> I think Smashing Padme is our alternate Padawan shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh my goodness! I, we... I can't, dude. I cannot I, get that out of my head. That's I think you just permanently ruined I... that scene with me oh my of Obi Wan just standing at <laughs> no, the top no, with his arms on his hips. Oh Hold on. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Padawan Podcast, Spockflix Movies All Star Wars Podcast, where we are breaking down everything from the galaxy far, far away. And today, that is solely focusing on the Clone Wars, what we have been talking about the last 12 weeks about. We are officially breaking down with full spoilers the entire season of season seven. We are here to talk about today. And it is not just me. I am your host, Jake Berlin, a.k.a. Qui-Gon Jake. And today I am joined by my fellow panel members, Mr. Bartley over there in the more, in the middle, Obi-Wan Jacoby, and the Grand Admiral Sino himself, Ryan, over there on the right or left, depending on where you're looking from us. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Hello there. Doing well. I love the new... Overlay? Uh, overlay, yes. Looks very cool. Because I was thinking, should I put my Twitter handle on my Star Wars name? I can't decide. And now it has both. So that's awesome. Yeah, I think uh, I think I decided on Apocalypse Now officially being the only one. Um, well, I guess Nerd Nation does it for now, but the only one where we kind of do the the Streamyard names. I'm gonna find a way to oh, overlap everything else with overlays um, to make it a little bit more fun and more personal to us and what we've had in the past. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that. Uh, yeah, guys, we are here today to talk the Clone Wars. Uh, season seven was a long road, although it was shorter than the past seasons um, and any other animated show that we've had in the past. Uh, it was a very long, um, dramatic, uh, emotional ride for 12 straight weeks. Uh, it ended, uh, by the time this comes out, over a week ago. Uh, and you can, you guys can see uh, not just our episode reviews, which are up on the channel, but we did a live reaction of the final episode, which you can watch. Super cool. Um, the three of us turn on the episode at the same time. You can see our live reaction to everything that happened. Um, so check that out. But for now, we're going to be going into full spoilers here. Go full on Star Wars nerd, just nerdgasm about this whole season um, <laughs> and the favorite moments and and just, you know, canon stuff that happened and, and kind of what it leads to or what it means. And we're not, we may not touch on everything, um, but we're going to talk about as much as we can in our time frame and the stuff that we want to particularly talk about. Uh, and so with that said... Um, let's just dive right into this. I don't, I don't have any kind of chronological way that we want to do this. If someone wants to bring up something specific, uh, you are more than welcome to. Otherwise, we can go by each arc. Um, totally up to you guys. If there's something that's like just digging into your head about that you want to talk about, go for it. I give you guys for the next five or ten seconds. Just, if anyone wants to say something, I think it's important it. to talk about how separate these arcs are, aside from them you know, bringing in some of the Mandalorians in arc two in order to set up arc three. Like these could have been four separate arcs, like spread far apart away from each other in the Clone Wars 22 episode season, other than that little connection. But even then you could have had arc two be the beginning of, of a season and then have arc three be the end of the season and still have that connection where Ahsoka goes with them. I, w I was expecting a straight storyline through all 12 episodes before so was they I. announced that it was a for three arcs. And it's just interesting that they did it that way. Even though it's true to Clone Wars, I thought it was going to be different. I agree. I think that uh, that's definitely an interesting thing because we went into, you know, the majority of the trailer footage of what we've seen had been from the Siege of Mandalore. That, that was the majority. Yeah. We, saw, we saw tidbits of the Martez sisters. And we saw a little bit of the bad batch, obviously, because they want to tease that stuff. Like obviously the initial teaser trailer was everything from the bad batch. It was the bat battle of an axis. Um, but everything there on out was Ahsoka versus Maul or the Mandalorians or stuff like that. And so we didn't, it, it just, it was interesting how it all played out. Cause like you said, it could have been all released separately. Like realistically, it could have really all been released as like three separate movies in one trilogy. Like that's kind of how I look at it. It's really like, even though there's very small connections between the three arcs, um, definitely between the first and the second and the first or the second, or the first and the second, I guess you should say. Yeah. Um, it does feel like they almost thought of it as like a movie trilogy for three separate arcs. 
because each one was two hours long, essentially. Um, think looking at it as a movie, and while it's definitely different in Clone Wars, um, now looking back at it, I do appreciate it a little bit, even though I still wanted a little bit more connectivity between all 12 rather than the five or six that really could be connected to each other. Well, did Bad Batch even connect to anything? It can, it, well, as far Not as directly, footage, I don't think so. As far as themes go, like thematically, yes, it did, but not not anything else. Yeah, so I mean, that one kind of almost is its own separate. Like that was just a battle that we would kind of normally see in any other season, um, because it doesn't. It didn't really have a direct effect on Siege of Mandalore or. Um, Ahsoka really in that, in that first. About. Yeah. So, um, but with that being said though, I absolutely loved the bad batch episodes and I'm glad that they're there. Um, but as far as what you guys are saying with like 12 fluid, I mean, f- four to five, there's literally like none. It's just kind of like chop. All right. Here's the next one. Like, like what? Eight, eight, nine. There's, something to connect it i mean like jacob said the mandalorians four to five it's just like all right cut this put it to the side yeah i i definitely think that's the case um all in all i think that it worked out well no matter what way we look at it because there are definitely things we love in all the episodes um let's just go ahead and start with with the bad batch because uh it was it was the one that you kind of needed to start out with a bang. Obviously we haven't seen clone wars in a number of years. Um, it's coming back. It's been hyped up so much and you hear this rugged group of ragtag fighters, um, that we have nothing, nothing to know about obviously. Um, and they, they start out great. Like the episodes were killer. I think we, when looking back at our reviews, the first two episodes, each of us really liked, uh, we were getting to know these characters a little bit more throughout that. Uh, we love the the small moments between whether it was the Anakin and Padme hug virtual with Obi-Wan walking in or or you know something like that, or the moment where Rex finally gets to find Echo. Um, for me, even though like the action was awesome and you know we, we saw Anakin do that really awesome stuff on the planet with the Bad Batch against the clones. Um, or not the not the clones, but the uh, that other army, not the clone, not the droid army, but the other army. I for, always forget their name. Um, oh, the um, hey, I don't, I forget oh their name. God. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm forgetting their name. <laughs> Keep um, talking, Droid Syndicate. But, uh, no. So I don't know. Is that it? But um, for me, the most important thing that came out of the out of the Bad Batch Techno, has to do with Techno Rex. Union. Techno, Techno Union. There you go. Um, it has to do with Rex and how important this specific journey was for him because he had to let go of a brother that he thought he had lost a long time ago. You know, he found this guy who had been beaten and battered and used and it adds to the ultimate theme of the entire season and the series as a whole of humanizing these clones and they're not just born and bred for battle initially they were but the clone wars the movies didn't give us this the clone Wars series has given us this ultimate view of how to humanize these characters and make them rather than be mindless clones of each other to soldiers who have feelings and emotions and and take things a certain way and they're just like we are they're exactly like we are and the ultimate theme of season seven for me was doing that and it started with this with rex and echo and a little bit of the bad batch obviously because they were so different um and it it really started off the season strong for me and i i really appreciate faith filoni taking the time to do that with the bad batch because you think of characters like this and it's very odd um to think that they'd be an elite group of of fighters uh but the way they were portrayed and used uh i thought was was done brilliantly well i mean you you hit the nail on the head with the clones i mean the whole clone wars was to show us kind of that these are not just droids they're not that's what makes them different from the um, uh, the droids they're fighting against. Uh, uh, and, I mean, they have feelings, they have thoughts, and they 
they are no, they're just I don't, what are the words I'm trying to say they're they're no different than the generals really other than that they were bred for war and even then we see that some of them don't want to do that and uh and then just because a clone maybe def defected doesn't mean they're not any less useful than one that isn't so it, it really those four definitely humanized even though they are technically already humans humanized the characters of the clones a lot more and it made it more hit home made it hit home more that they're they're people too so and not these droids that are out with the separatists that one goes down they can build another 10 and just throw them out there. It's, it's different with these guys. Yeah. I just, you made me realize something, Jake, that our arc one, you could say and arc three, the biggest connection they have is Rex. I mean, because Rex is a main character in both of those arcs. So if you, if you just watch those two arcs, it's actually a really nice connection because arc one shows Rex dealing with, his lost brother and rediscovering him. And it shows you, even if you've never seen Clone Wars before, it shows you how much Rex cares about his fellow soldiers. And then when you go to arc three, when he's going through this situation where he got the chip taken out and now he has to fight his brothers, it puts yep. it all into perspective because if you just start episode nine and episode nine of Clone Wars, not, episode nine of the series <laughs> of the movies um you wouldn't know that yet really like if you only watched jumped into it into arc three and didn't watch anything else you wouldn't really know like oh, much backstory on rex and his clone brothers but arc one does give you that so and i mean it's kind of obvious i mean i like the third arc the best this first arc second best and then the middle arc the least uh so it kind of shows that, uh, and there's a ton of things. The the Bad Batch, you guys know I wasn't as excited as you guys were at first, but then, like, by episode two, I was just in love with them because the, what is, Crosshair, Crosshair is my favorite. Like, he's- with the glasses? Is that his name? Is that the one? Uh, no. He was, the, like, the sniper one. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, he was, that's his name, right? Yes, I think so. Crosshair. The one who, sure. like- yeah. Yeah. When Anakin got taken by that beast, he was like, don't worry, I got this. And he just like <laughs> lashed himself onto one and started following them through the through that those mountains and stuff. That was cool. He did so many cool things like when uh, I think it was episode four when they were trying to get out of there. And then he won up uh, the big guy and they were like kind of competing with each other to like, you know, kill the uh, droids the best way. So there's a lot of cool stuff in the first four episodes. Like I, I really enjoyed them. Yeah. It, there's a lot of incredibly good, well uh, developed action. And absolutely. You know, I was going to say of, some of the yeah. best action we've seen. And uh, specifically the stuff that stands out with Anakin, obviously, and oh, yeah. uh, the final episode of, of them taking on that army. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, it's a cool, it's a cool arc because it's so different. Um, you know, we got a t a taste of it with uh, Clone ninety nine during uh, the couple seasons of the series. Uh, that character ultimately sacrificed himself uh, for his fellow for his fellow soldiers, um, and so it was good to kind of get a callback to that of a character that had kind of been you know tossed to the side for how he turned out of not of his choosing, like not of his choosing, like that's just how it happened. Um, and then you see these characters kind of, you know, they do the uprising and they figure out their way. And they're ultimately one of the best fighting groups in the entire grand Ar army of the Republic. Um, and so I definitely think that maybe we'll see him one day. I would love to hear if, if there's how their story is like, I don't know if, if they got the chips because they were so messed up or not. I'm, I don't know, but I'd love to find that story I'm out. It's something very didn't. interesting. Something I'm very like they did it. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Like, where are they if they didn't have the chips? Did they did they protect Jedi? Were they out in the middle of nowhere? Do they even know this like happened right at this second? Like, there's so many questions regarding them, and I would love to see a future series. I bet you story. so was wasn't the guy one of was it one of them named Tech? 
That was the one. Yeah, that tech, that was my favorite. Yeah. So yeah. tech, I bet you, even if they did have the chips, I bet you tech figured it out and pulled them out of each of their heads. Like either Probably. that or they never got them. It makes sense. Yeah. I think either they never got them or they were never around any Jedi to do anything. So it kind of just was pointless. That's true. Because they then, like, look around, oh, there's no Jedi. Just let's continue with what we're doing. Yeah, but maybe if they ever I mean, saw a Jedi in the future, they would have to kill them. Maybe. I, I mean, it would. It honestly probably makes more sense that they didn't just because, uh, like, oh, they're defunct ones. We're not going to waste our time on them. Like, that. that kind of is what I probably would guess out of everything. Um, but I mean, we don't know what they were doing and that, that could be, if, if we're trying to figure that out, that's probably the biggest, what, what is, if, is if they're doing something where that chip means something or maybe it's flipped on and then it just doesn't, it didn't matter because they weren't around Jedi. And then tech probably just got rid of it if it did. So I mean, we'll never, well, I shouldn't say we'll never know, but hopefully, for right now, hopefully we do. Hopefully we do. Yeah. So for now, um, we don't know what. Yeah. So let's go ahead and move forward to the second arc of this season. Uh, Cause I, I do want to get to the good stuff um, sooner rather than later. Cause we are probably gonna take a little bit of time on that. Um, the Martez series arc. And that was called Ahsoka's walkabout. This is when Ahsoka Tano officially came back into the fold. Um, we don't know exactly the timeline wise of how far this was after her, uh, leaving the order, um, no matter the case, the most important thing that we picked up from this this arc is, uh, well, two things. One, we got to see what she was doing um, from the time she left until, you know, essentially Order 66 and kind of her, her novel um, leading into the Siege of Mandalore anyway. Uh, but the second most, the second thing, and then probably the most important thing, is that it reaffirms her view of the Jedi and how they've kind of fallen out of grace and how they aren't who they were originally supposed to be and how like she was brought up to be as a Jedi. You know how they how they have um, they say it in the, in the final arc. You know they're much more political and they're not they're not dr driven toward or for the things that they were supposed to be about peace and justice and all these things that have been so embodied by the Jedi of the past. Um, and that leads directly into the season of Mandalore and everything that happens. And so what, whatever we may think about the Martez sisters or, you know, the fact that one episode literally took them in a giant circle. Um, there's a definitely an important theme there. That episode. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely an important theme there about Ahsoka's views of the Jedi. And that comes directly from these Martez sisters and uh that's that's definitely something that's important when you look at the season as a whole yeah it i mean to me yeah it, that is important to know what she's doing but unfortunately to me at least it's kind of forgettable honestly um that that arc for the most part i mean you just kind of take all, all you kind of really need to say to just know is just she met up with some sisters and met, got into some trouble and Mandalorians caught up to her and she went off to siege Mandalore. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if it needed four episodes to tell that story. Um, my God, I got it. Yeah, sure. I'm going to take any episodes I can get, but at the end of the day, like, to me, at least, those that was clearly the weakest arc out of the three. Um, but my god, like I said, my god, I got it. Yeah, for context of story, is it anything special? No, I'm probably not gonna be like. I wouldn't recommend it to be like. Oh, you guys definitely like. If you want to recommend to try to get someone to watch Clone Wars, I'm never. I'm probably never gonna say those four but i mean it's there i'm glad i have it was anything like amazing in my opinion jacob well, jacob yeah there's, i mean going like this there's <laughs> there's no secret that i mean even i'm i'm pretty sure between the three all three of us it's our least favorite arc but that doesn't mean we hate it or anything like that i just there's 
there's very few things in it that are essential to me. Like, I don't think Ahsoka learned anything she didn't already know. Like that story that they told her was a cool piece of information, but it kind of just made Ahsoka realize like what she already knew, like just reiterated what she already knew. So it didn't really do much for me. And let's put it this way. I will, I will definitely rewatch episode, the last four episodes, like just like they're one of the movies. I'll rewatch the Bad Batch episodes again just because they're so cool, but I'll never rewatch these four episodes. Like, what's, <laughs> why would I? I mean, unless I'm doing a Clone Wars marathon and I'm purposefully watching all every episode of every season, then I will. But I'm not going to go pop in. Like, I want to go watch the last four episodes right now. I'm, I don't want to watch these four episodes right now. So, 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 y- so if you decide to rewatch season seven, you're not going to watch these four? Is that what you're saying? Did we lose him? Oh. Uh, I don't know what happened. Was I cutting out? A little bit. Um, just kind of froze. So, yeah, what what I asked was if if you did a season seven rewatch, you're saying that you'll never watch these episodes with that season seven rewatch? <laughs> no, I, I mean, like I said, I if I was doing like a marathon or if I was like, okay, I'm going to watch season seven of Clone Wars, then I have to watch them. But I'm saying like, like I'll sometimes I'll go revisit like <laughs> and like if I was gonna I wouldn't revisit this arc. Okay. Fair I enough. I'd say for, for me, if I'm watching season seven, nine out of ten times, I'm probably gonna skip this arc. Just I mean, it there's probably what? If we had to take a shot in the dark in the amount of arcs throughout the seven seasons of seven seasons of clone wars there's probably like what 40 maybe 30 between yeah. 3 and 40 yeah. okay i wouldn't put it in the top 10 i i don't even know if i'd put it in close to t- top 20 so i mean to me there's just so much more that i would rather watch than that storyline like the Mortis it's arc. Top. Oh, he's leaving us on suspense. It's top what, Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. all good. We'll move on. I don't yeah, know what's we'll going mo- on with, with my internet. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's that's said, what Did you say there were forty arcs? Somewhere no, around saying, there. Yeah. There's let's say forty. It's probably not going to be in. Oh, my if top. you said there's forty, then it's like top thirty-nine, top thirty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, let's go ahead and move on because let's get to the good stuff. This is obviously everything we want to talk about here. Um, the Siege of Mandalore, and like I, I said up top, guys, um, our reviews of these episodes uh, are up on the channel. Uh, it's under the Fandalorian Club, and um, they are by far our longest in-depth episodes because there's a lot that happens. Um, and we have that live reaction of of the final episode as well. But uh, let, we can just kind of spiral as, as we talk about this. We don't have to go any kind of d- uh, specific direction. I did want to start with something, though, that we didn't touch on in our uh, episode 12 review. Um, and it might take up a little bit of time. And I don't want to forget it when we get to the end. Um, we haven't talked about Morai. Uh, we touched on Morai very briefly in the review. Um and it's something that's actually quite important, important, not just to Star Wars, but to the character of Ahsoka, because it might it might um, solidify some fan theories and thoughts that people have had about her in particular for the last number of years. And I can just break it down this this way very quickly here. Morai, we know is the Star Wars Condor, right? It's the bur- it's the owl version or it's the Star Wars version of a an owl. That's what it is. That essentially what it is. It's Star Wars owl. Okay. That that's how you can describe this bird. Um, but the catch with this is that Morai has was first shown up in the Mortis arc of the Clone Wars, and we have seen Morai spaced out ever since in the Clone Wars and Rebels, particularly with Ahsoka for one specific reason. Ahsoka, spoiler alert for you who have never watched Clone Wars. I'm sorry if you never watched Clone Wars, but this is going to happen. Ahsoka well, died. Arc, uh, Ahsoka died in the Mortis arc. She died. She was gone. 
a character named the daughter, which was the light side of the force, the embodiment of the force, gave her power to Ahsoka to make her live. And since then, Morai has been connected power to life. her. Power, life force, it's the same. That's the same. Oh, thing. Okay. That's, what, that's what I mean. Okay. Um, yeah, life force. That's a better way to say it. Um, and ever since then, Morai has essentially been attached to slash following Ahsoka around. Now, many up to this point have believed that that moment had essentially meant that the light side of the force, the embodiment of the light side of a force was Ahsoka. It became Ahsoka because of that moment. And that Morai was the daughter in bird form, essentially watching over her through her travels. Now, we saw Morai in Clone Wars. We saw Morai in Rebels. We saw Morai in the world between worlds at the end of Rebels. It's this Force-sensitive bird that just pops up everywhere. But the key here, and we didn't talk about this, every time you see Morai, you see Ahsoka. Ahsoka is around. Now, the question I'm posing here was, was Ahsoka there at the end of the episode when Vader saw Morai? Was she there somewhere watching over? Because every time we have seen Morai up until this point, Ahsoka has been in the vicinity somewhere. Now, we don't see her, so the answer will probably never be answered, or the question will never be answered. But it's a very interesting thing to talk about because at that point in time, Vader is essentially the dark side, right? He's the son, and Ahsoka can be considered the daughter. And if Morai is there, Ahsoka could be watching. It's a very interesting thing to talk about. That's crazy. I mean, I to be honest, I didn't know all that, most of that stuff. So that's interesting. But... I I could see that, but then why would she be there at that exact, exact same moment? But that would be really cool. That would make sense, like, re regarding the history of Morai and everything. I just, like, maybe she stayed on that planet, but that wouldn't be smart because that's the first place they'd look to find her. So it's a mixture of a bunch of things, but that'd be really cool if she was watching from afar, like, watching Anakin or Vader from afar. I don't think she was around because... Vader's pretty good at picking up force presence when people are around, like whether it's ships flying by or something. So I feel like he would have probably picked up if she was there. Um, I mean, I've always considered kind of like, I mean, we have father, the daughter and the son. I mean, to me, I this is just me. But I always kind of just consider it being like Father Obi-Wan, Anakin, uh, son, daughter, Ahsoka. Because um, it kind of works that way when you think about it. Um, I, I just think almost like, I was going to say the owl, but more I is just kind of like a presence that's always there. And yeah, I get it. It can make a good point that the owl is usually with ahsoka or ahsoka is around the owl um i don't know i think there's a lot more to that owl that we don't know condor whatever um than we know i, I mean I, I almost sometimes think that she can kind of use the owl as a vessel sometimes like kind of almost how this is my own ponder but like almost kind of like how they're able to um force control animals where they can do that but just like i don't know uh, there's a lot of questions that i have with morai and what what it could mean because i feel like we don't really know too too much but as far as her being there i uh, i don't know i i would lean towards no personally all right. Well, that was just a little thing I wanted to touch on there. Um, okay. So let's get back to the Siege of Mandalore here. Jacob, I'm going to start with you, man. Uh, something that you want to discuss, bring up, vent, get excited about as far as the four-episode arc of the Siege of Mandalore. Well, I we're going to talk about a lot of things, but I just, I guess I'm just going to move the spotlight to Maul real quick just before we... We're going to talk about Ahsoka and Rex a lot. Um so do you guys think Maul was necessary for 
for he was necessary for the everything on Mandalore, but as far as being on this ship with Ahsoka, do you think he was necessary for him to be there or not? I love that he was there. We got one of the coolest scenes in Star Wars, but do you guys think it was just kind of fan service or do you think it was necessary? Necessary. I'd say necessary. Yeah. Necessary. I, yeah, because so. for me, I uh, he's one of my favorite characters of all time, and I loved seeing him in just, you know, metal sheets slicing off Stormtroopers' heads. That was awesome. But, like, I wanted a little bit more, like, uh, of what, where he went and what he went left, to, left off to do. But the way the episode was designed, it wasn't going to be able to show that because the episode just the, – the ship's going down. They – they get down there, episode ends, like it's just over. So there wasn't time for that. But we all thought like, oh, we're going to see him leave with the crime syndicates and all this stuff. And this episode we threw had a lot a of our theories out of the window. Idea. Um, <laughs> but We went on like a 20-minute yeah, rant. Uh, but overall, like, overall, I love seeing Darth Maul. Like there's already those comparing Darth Vader's always seen. I sent you that video. Thing. So yeah. it – yeah, I was just glad to see him back, and they just—they were like, "All right, let's make Maul look like like a bad mother effer one more time," and they did. So I loved it. <laughs> uh, before we get to the, any thoughts on that, Brian, I have a question for you because, um, well, both of you—if Jacob, you know this as well—it's um, just a quick, quick question on what we just talked about. Do you think there's a possibility that Maul is the son? Hmm. Because it was always the son and the daughter going after one another, and who seemed to always be fighting with each other from here on out. I don't know. I just think it's kind of too perfect to kind of for me <laughs> the way I always thought. <laughs> it's too perfect. <laughs> no, not, too perfect no, is the not, right answer. No, not. I'm saying not Maul. I'm saying it's almost too for, perfect to do the oh. Kenobi, Anakin, Ahsoka because those three are essentially the Clone Wars storyline. Like, it's... Those are the characters we're seeing the most from to then all... To then have Maul be it. I, I don't... I don't know. Maybe because I'm already... I've already kind of, like, drilled that into my head almost that it's a little too late to think something else. Because, um, I mean, it's been so long since I watched the Mortis arc, but... The brother's pretty relentless. He's pretty bad and unwavering from what I remember. Maul has his moments where it's like he doesn't do the right thing, but he isn't doing the worst possible thing. So I don't know. I think it's just for me, though, I think it's just the fact that I've associated those three with the other three so long that to think of Maul being it, it's kind of, kind of iffy to me. It's fair. Um, okay, let's go. Let's go and get back to this, Brian. I, I got go and shoot it to you real quick because I same question I asked Jacob. One thing that you wanted to bring up about this before we kind of just zigzag our way through this. Well, Jacob stole mine because it was <laughs> going to be Maul. Uh, just oh the, wow, the, sorry about that. Just <laughs> well, just just because of like the amazement to me of the fact that where he originally started to where he is now no one would have ever thought that like i said it's a one-off I, I said it top three most important star wars characters ever yeah it's just amazing because wow. he went from being a, a one-off that literally like people are like this dude is dope why'd they get rid of him and then look at where he is now but um i'll jump away from that so we can talk about different things but um just for me the just how incredible those four arcs are. It's like, episodes. It's it's yeah. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Episodes. It's literally like watching a movie. Like I would not complain if those somehow got like woven into revenge of the Sith. Like it's incredible. They, they're so good and it fits perfectly with revenge of the sith there is no i haven't seen one person or come out and say like oh well this doesn't match up or like 
this eh, kind of it's it's literally perfect and that's where you notice i mean the touch of feloni like he he literally sat on this for what how many years six years six. seven years six years and he, you could tell he went over and over and over it until it was perfect. And it was, and that's what we got. Like to think that we went from going from nothing to then getting this is incredible. Like it's, and I wasn't, I'm not even someone that watched it from the beginning. I, I watched it. Shame on both of you. When, well, at the time, I didn't understand. Both, both of you were on. haters before I told you about it. This is never a hater. I, both of you were haters. I was in high school when this started coming out. I, Jacob thought I he was a cool kid. Yeah, Jacob exactly. thought he was a cool kid. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, and I'll, it's funny because now it's like I can't even fathom it. But like I remember being the little, being little, and go, Psh, Anakin never had a pad one. Why are they trying to change Star Wars' original? Well, here's the thing. Shame. When, Shame. When this came out, there was no like legitimate precious canon. Like there was yeah, a ton exactly. of different canon. There was all different levels of canon. And George Lucas said that this was counted, but like we didn't know. The moment Star Wars, like Disney bought Star Wars, and they said only the movies and Clone Wars, and then one comic arc with Darth Maul, only that is canon. Then I was like, oh shoot. I need to watch Clone Wars. And then when I met Jake and yeah. he just kept telling me how great it was, then I actually watched it. But it's really when they said that that was canon alone with the movies is when it like was like, damn, this I this is like must watch. Yeah. yeah and and now, Brian isn't the only one that says the whole um, psh, Anakin doesn't have a Padme. Or uh, Padawan, not Padme. Well, he doesn't have Padme. <laughs> Definitely has um, a Padme. He doesn't have no. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have Padme, Padme anymore. anymore. Obi Wan has the Padme. Obi Wan smashing the Padme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, T-shirts, exactly. Um Okay, so uh, back to what Brian was saying um, <laughs> about uh, about the Padawan not having a Padawan. That Padawan can now be considered, yes, and I'm saying it, possibly the greatest Jedi to ever live. It's, she I mean, is no. she is the embodiment oh, oh, of what a he, perfect Jedi should be. Hold on a second. Whenever I try to make arguments that about Soka and a Jedi, you guys say she's not a Jedi. Every time I say Ahsoka's a Jedi, you guys are like, she's I'm not a Jedi. This one. She, so, she okay, that's fine. That's, that's fine. That that's fine. So there's there's a if, point no, there is never. a point she's, in time when she is Skywalker, not a Jedi. And Anakin are ranked way above her you have anakin over but even Ahsoka? so yeah are, are you so anakin anakin was the greatest jedi that. in the galaxy are you talking are you talking about abilities because that's different from what i'm talking about you're talking about like like moral code and all that stuff? i'm i'm talking i'm talking everything that she goes to obi-wan she no <laughs> no no she, ahsoka ahsoka is the oh, perfect embodiment of what a jedi that's obi-wan kenobi obi-wan had obi-wan no, obi-wan's the one who always followed the the order are you serious obi-wan ahsoka leads the jedi order because because the jedi weren't who they were supposed to be be that is there's a you just proved my point you just proved no. my point. She's, she left the order the because the Jedi. Jedi were not who they were supposed to be. She stuck up. She stood up and she was the only one to everly ever actually say to their faces, you guys are not who you promised to be. So I'm leaving. That is the perfect embodiment of what a Jedi should be. To be fair, Obi-Wan did break the rules by falling in love with Satine. But okay, I'm I'm not against that because I still believe that the ways of having emotions for a Jedi are the way you're supposed. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. I don't know if you guys saw this or not. But um, what Dave Filoni said about Qui Gon and Anakin and all that stuff on the recent Disney Gallery Which, episode. If you haven't seen it, oh my! Jacob, God. you got to find the clip, dude. I'm telling you, this is exactly what uh, this is. Anything you all, it, it's perfect. 
He Jake, says, can you just sit there and listen to him all day long? He goes on about a 90 second rant about how Qui-Gon's death affected Anakin and the father and like the fatherhood and everything. It's, it's brilliant. But he said that the reason why Qui-Gon was so against the Jedi way and he was so against the council is because he believed in emotions. He believed in love. He believed in all of that. And that is what the embodiment of a Jedi should be. And the Jedi who we know in the prequels lost their way because they shut themselves off from that. And that is why Obi-Wan had so many battles with all the other Jedi is because he still had that in him because of Qui-Gon. And although he still stood up to the Jedi code, he still had that in his system. But Ahsoka saw that and she said, no, that's not what we're supposed to be. I'm yeah, out. but it took a lot of stuff for Ahsoka to do that. It took her to be framed by Palpatine and all that stuff and them accusing her and, and not believing and, her. And the Jedi not believing her. her and the Jedi not believing her. She didn't just her. say, you know what? The Jedi are bad. I'm out. It took but, all of that. Well, of course. You always need a reason. Of course, you always need a reason. But to me, no. Oh, as far as we know, like there's thousands of years of Jedi we don't know. But as far as we know, Obi-Wan is the best Jedi. Ever. As far as you know. As far as we know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we should put a poll up. That should be a poll. That's that's it's, a versus right there. No, I don't think a poll. <laughs> like it, no, no. Don't do a poll. <laughs> no, it's weird because Obi-Wan should win that poll, right? But then everyone who's just like, you know, I'm going to watch my language here. Everyone who really likes Ahsoka <laughs> is going to just vote, vote, vote Ahsoka. Like, so it's it's different. Are you afraid? No, not at all. But the thing is, there's no way to get a, a fair because where are we going to put it on on YouTube and Twitter. get like 20 votes? That's not a fair indication. YouTube, of, Twitter, of all of it. Poll. We all need somebody it. legit. Like we need Dave Filoni. Well, no, not Dave Filoni because <laughs> Ahsoka would win that poll. But we need like somebody to just post the poll, like because we I'll need like out. actual. Reach out. We need people who don't only like Clone Wars to to like post it. We need movie fans voting. All right, fair enough. Should, should All right, we well, we Damon, can go ahead and move on. Have Damon we, settle it. Yeah, we can we can go ahead and move on. That's just something I want to touch on. It. I was hoping to get a rise out of someone, and I got it. All right. Um, final thoughts here, guys. Uh, so th there's a lot of stuff to obviously digest for for this entire arc in the season. Um, it leaves us in a very uh a very emotional state. Obviously, um. It, the ending is is very hard to watch at times just because it, we know what state of the galaxy is in. And uh, we know that the bad guys have officially won at this point and the people we know and love and have grown to love in, in this series, a Plo Koon or a Ayla Sakira or the Mace Windu. You know, like the, the characters who have really shined, who were just cameoed in the movies, really had moments in this series. They're, they're gone. We know that they're no longer. And so it leaves us in a very just hard state to kind of sit and process. Um, but it's it. And Jacob said it on, I think he said it on our review, but it's, it's beautiful the way it's, it's beautifully done. And the way that it kind of finishes is very, very well done. Um, is there anything else that we want to touch on before we wrap up here? I know that we haven't touched on a lot on the Mandalorians, but I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of them in the future, whether it's a future animated series or possibly the Mandalorian itself. Um, because, I was we thinking about Jake's this. Got his theory. I, well, I was thinking about this. Um, we we the last time we saw um, a Bo-Katan, she had the dark saber. She was going to Mandalore to fight off the Empire, right? I have a feeling we'll probably see that in Mandalorian season two because that's where Moff Gideon's probably going to get the dark saber. Um, but so there's a lot more of that story to be told. But is there anything else in this in this season that we want to kind of just put the cap on? Finish our conversations on as we finish up our uh, our discussion on the Clone Wars. I think we hit the nail on the head. I mean, if we had to say worse, better, or what we thought it would be, I, I would I would lean towards better than what I was thinking we were going to get. So, I mean, that's a win for me. I think it lives up to the hype for sure. I agree. Yeah. And a lot of that obviously is. Yeah, it's. Go ahead, Jacob. Go ahead. Well, it's tough to say that because, like, the first eight episodes are definitely not what I expected. 
even though I liked the Bad Batch episodes, like just overall, but then the last four episodes completely blew my expectations out of the water. So like, I didn't know they were going to directly weave through Revenge of the Sith like that. Like that was incredible. And I love that. And right? just the ending is, I think Brian was like calling it beautiful. And he's like, I don't want to say beautiful. And I was like, no, yes, it is beautiful. The ending <laughs> shot is beautiful with Vader standing there and lighting her lightsaber. Like we didn't know we were going to get that the way it was. And it was so simple. And we were just jaws on the floor after that. We could, we could barely talk after if you watch our reaction, like we couldn't, we didn't even know what to say. So it, you know, I will forever, like, like I said, I consider now when I watch the prequels, I'm watching those last four episodes along with them. Agree. Yeah. I think, I think the best way to describe not just these four episodes, but the season is that, it really did put a perfectly tied bow on top of the prequel era. It feels like the official definitive ending of this era of storytelling for Star Wars. You know, I, I, I'm sure we'll get um, stories close to this in the future, but Solo and Rogue One are much more tied to the original trilogy. Right now, this is the final time we're going to be seeing this era of Star Wars and they absolutely ended it as perfectly as you could. Um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily believe that they need to tell stories in this era anymore. I think what we know from the end of this until the next thing we see is all we need to know at this point. Would I like to see it? Of course, obviously. Um, but I think that it's done so well with the prequels and with the Clone Wars. It really does kind of feel like it's the official ending of this era and that that was part of the purpose to do these last episodes is to give a real closing to this, this era of storytelling for, for star Wars. Listen, I'm not going to say that Clone Wars saved the prequels from being hated, but it definitely helped the naysayers and the people that did not like that trilogy. Um, I mean, it, let's be honest. The, it's not the greatest filmmaking of all time. It's not, it's not to me, it's not anywhere close to the magic you get from the originals. It, I mean, it, it ha definitely has its moments, but the prequels not, not always looked upon highly. If we didn't have Clone Wars, <clears throat> and the expansion of these characters, uh, Soka, who is now probably one of the most beloved Star Wars characters, the same embodiment Maul. of a Jedi. I mean, look at what we got from Maul. Fine I mean, <laughs> I mean, did it saved and it highly improved the likability of the prequels? I mean. Think of it just it's crazy to just think about without this mall would have just been that one off. Ahsoka wouldn't exist. Commander Cody Rex, they uh, well, Cody Rex wouldn't exist. Rex, Rex wouldn't exist. Yeah, I was going to say Cody, but Cody was in Clone Wars or Attack of the Clones for a second. But uh, Rex and Re gone. Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, Revenge of the uh, Sith. Uh, Asajj Ventress, Savage Press, Dooku. I mean, Dooku, do yeah, Dooku. All these amazing, amazing characters. Nothing if we didn't have this. And it completely, it would be completely untouched in this area. It would just be those three movies. So, because of this, it makes those three trilogy, uh, three prequels, so much better. And so much, so kind of almost thankful that you have them because then it gives you this. And I think that's one of the biggest things you can take away from Clone Wars is just how how much it improved the story of Star Wars, especially during that time period. Jacob, any final words? I agree with you, Brian. It for me, for me specifically, Clone Wars overall made Anakin like thousand times better. Yes, I agree. Like, with I believe yeah. that if people and look, I've came around on 
Like, I don't think Hayden's doing a great job in acting in the prequels, but I still like, I wouldn't switch out Hayden at this point. I wouldn't switch out Hayden for another actor because he is Anakin now for me. Yeah. But like the prequels just built on his character so much more. Like, like we already loved Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. So there, you didn't have to make us love him more in the Clone Wars, but even though they did, we needed to love Anakin. So, and Clone Wars made me love Anakin. So I'll, I'll always so, appreciate it for that. That's a very good point. Very good point. Cause well, he, yeah, it, he got bashed. Mm-hmm. I remember how much he got bashed and hated on this kind of built it and made people appreciate it a little bit more. I agree. All right, gentlemen. Well, if we have nothing else to say, that officially wraps the uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars here on the Padawan podcast. Um, it is officially over. <laughs> um, it, it's it's the last time we will see uh, many of these characters. Uh, I have a feeling, hopefully, we will see uh, someone like Ahsoka and Rex, specifically Rex, uh, in the future. Um, but until that time comes, uh, we appreciate everything that these these creators have done for this series and how brilliant it has been. And it ended on um, the most beautiful note it could end on. So uh, that is it for the Padawan podcast today, guys. Uh, we thank you guys for joining us, as always. Uh, make sure to not find us not just on YouTube, but also podcast platforms everywhere. So Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google, Breaker, all that good stuff. Uh, make sure you guys are commenting down below in the comments. We would love to hear from you guys. As this is a spoiler review, um, you know, try to be weary of spoilers in the comments, but go ahead, leave all your thoughts down there, and we will definitely get back to you. We This show lives on Tuesdays here on the channel. It'll also be up on audio. And uh, make sure you check out everything else here on the channel as well. So for Brian, for Jacob, for myself, this is this week's Padawan Podcast. We thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week, and may the force be with you.